This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. As we continue the series on temple builders, today we are going to see another man who was called to rebuild the temple that was originally built by King Solomon and eventually destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and this man's name is Zerubbabel. Now in order to understand the way God made this man to build or to rebuild the temple, we need to have a little bit idea about the historical timeline and the setup in which Zerubbabel was living. You know, the Bible and the history, they go together very well, hand in hand, recording the significant historical events at the time when Zerubbabel was living on this earth. So most of the references today are from the historical book of the Old Testament, Ezra, and from the prophetical book of the Old Testament, Haggai. So we will be referring back and forth to Ezra and Haggai. Children of Israel were taken as captive to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. The exile took place in three different stages. You know, some of us are part of the Daniel Bible study, so most of us know what I'm talking about. There are three different stages in which the exile took place by Nebuchadnezzar as he came to Judah, the land of Judea, and took the children of Israel as captives. If you remember the first group of Jews, they were taken as captives in the year of 605 BC. Well, King Jehoiakim was the king of the land of Judah. And as the first batch of the children of Israel, they were taken as captive. Daniel was one among the captives they were taken as part of the first batch. The second uh, group were taken in the year 597 BC when King Jehoiachin was ruling over Judah, the land of Judea. And during the second captivity, the prophet Ezekiel was also taken as one among the captives. The third group was taken in the year 586 BC when King Zedekiah was the king of Judah and the entire remnant of the children of Israel were taken into Babylon as captives and also Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple Solomon built. The magnificent temple that was built by Solomon was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar as the entire children of Israel were taken as captives. Now, during the 70 long years of exile in the land of Babylon, during the time, there were many kingdoms came and they went. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar started the kingdom as they were taken as captives. And from kingdom was given from Nebuchadnezzar to his son by name, Evil Merodach. Evil Merodach, he took the kingdom over from Nebuchadnezzar. And then the son-in-law of Nebuchadnezzar by name Neraglazer, he came into power in the land of Babylon. And then the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar by name Labrosarkar, he came into power. 
And Nebuchadnezzar's son, in-law, or a stepson of Nebuchadnezzar by name Nebuchadnezzar, he came into power. And eventually, Belshazzar, the son of Nebuchadnezzar, he came into power in the land of Babylon. Now, in the year 539, the Babylonian kingdom fell to the hands of the Medes. As the king of Babylon, Belshazzar was slain on that night in the drunken party. If you remember where the hand of God came and wrote on that wall. And the king of Babylon, Belshazzar, he died on that night. And the kingdom was taken over by Darius, the king of the Medes. I'm talking, taking you through a little bit of history before we re really get into our sermon today. Now, in the very next year, 538 BC, in the first year of the reign of King Cyrus, the king of Persia, the first group of exiles returned to Jerusalem from Babylon where they were taken as captives. So we read that history in the historical book of Ezra. So shall we turn to Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. So we are reading from Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, the king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all, this king, all his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, was to thus says Cyrus, the king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me. And he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. So the Spirit of God stirred up King Cyrus. And the Spirit of God asked King Cyrus to go and build Temple of God in the land of Judah. The Persian king who appointed Zerubbabel as the governor of Judah... And under his leadership, God sent the captives back to the land of Israel. The first group of exiles, they returned to Jerusalem under the leadership of this man by name Jerusalem. So after a long stay as exiles in Babylon for 70 long years, they are back, coming back to, to their own land. So we read that in the prophetical book. Let's turn to the prophetical book of Haggai chapter 1. Verses 1 to 4. The third book from the end, last book of the Old Testament. Haggai chapter 1. Let's read verses 1 to 4. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. And verse 3 says, Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses? And this temple to lie in ruins. And if you can read verse 7 and 8, maybe 8. Verses 7 and 8. 
and then we go to 14 thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified says the Lord so God Almighty is asking now stirring up the spirit of Zerubbabel through the prophet Haggai and he's asking Zerubbabel to go and build the temple for God Verse 14 says, So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. So the prophetical book records how the spirit of God stirred up the mind and spirit of Zerubbabel and the people of Israel and made them to build the temple of God. So we are talking about a temple builder here by name Zerubbabel. Now it has been 70 long years since the temple of God was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And there was no temple of God in the land of Israel. In fact, the people of Israel, they were not living in Jerusalem. They were away from their own land. But now, because of the mercy of God, now the children of Israel are brought back to the land of Jerusalem. Now God is stirring up the mind of Cyrus, the king of Persia. And he is asking him to send the people of God so that they may go into the land, their own land and build the temple of God. As we read in Ezra chapter 1 verse 1. And now here we read in Haggai, the, the spirit of God is stirring up the spirit of Zerubbabel and the remnant of the Israel and asking them to go and build the temple for God. Now it took Zerubbabel, as he started the work of God, it took Zerubbabel for two years to lay the foundation of the temple. So within two years he came back to Jerusalem and he laid the foundation of the temple. And as scripture records, the construction was very slow. Now there are quite a few different reasons why the construction was slow. The construction was mainly slow because 70 years they were not here in their own land. They were as captives in some other land. Now they are brought back to their land. You know, they were all initially trying to build their wall around the city. So the focus was different, not just building the temple of God. They were also trying to settle down in, the, in their own land. And they were also trying to build the wall around the city. So the, and also scripture records one more thing. The construction was also delayed because they had an opposition. There are people already living in the land. They were not allowing the construction to continue. Scripture records in the book of Ezra chapter 4 verses 1 to 5. The book of Ezra chapter 4 verses 1 5. The construction was delayed. Let's read verse 1. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin means the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord God of Israel they came to Zerubbabel and they, they, the heads of the father's houses and said to them let us build with you. They came, appeared to be friendly with the children of Israel and they came and they asked, let us also build with you for we seek your God because we also seek your God as you do and we have sacrificed to him too since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Assyria who brought us here. So they looks like the king of Assyria brought them to the land of Judah 
when the children of Israel, they were away from the land of Judah. Now they came and they told Zerubbabel, come on, let's we also come and join with you. Verse 3 says, but Zerubbabel and Joshua, means Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the father's house of Israel said to them very clearly, you may do nothing with us to build a house for our God. But we alone will build to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. So children of Israel said, we will do it by ourselves. We don't need your help. We don't need your help. We will build the temple by ourselves. And eventually, as we continue to read verse 4, then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. You know, there was a great discouragement coming upon the people of Judah as they were beginning, starting to build, the, rebuild the temple of God under the leadership of Zerubbabel. And the scripture says they troubled them in building. You know, they were not allowing them to build the temple of God. So the work of God got delayed as they felt opposition in the land. And eventually, as the history says, as we read, in the midst of all this opposition, the Persian government who helped them to build the temple, eventually they withdrew. Because they found that there is so much of opposition going on in the land. And they withdrew. Persians withdrew. And the temple, the work of God is further affected. Word of God says in Ezra 4, the same chapter, verse 24. Verse 24 says, Thus the work of the house of God which is in Jerusalem ceased. The work of building the house of God came to an end and it was discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. So the work of God was temporarily discontinued because of the great opposition in the land. Now, the temple of God had to be built on this land. It was not finished yet. There was no temple for a long time, but now the temple which has started, the building has started, but it is not finished. Now finally, God had to send the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, to encourage Zerubbabel for the building work. Let's read Ezra chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. So we see the way amazing work of God, God sending his prophets towards this man of God, towards this temple builder, and God Almighty is encouraging Zerubbabel here. Verse 5 says, Then the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophets prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God, in the name of the God of Israel, who was over them. And verse 2 says, So Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedach, rose up and began to build the house of God which is in Jerusalem and the prophets of God were with them helping them. So as God sent the prophets of God they came and they encouraged Zerubbabel and we see the work of the temple of God is continuing. And scripture says the construction was completed in the year 515 BC and the temple was completed and dedicated for God. Let's read that scripture too. Ezra chapter 6 verses 15 to 16. Ezra chapter 6 verses 15 and 16. Now the temple was finished on the third day of the month of Eder. Which was in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. If you remember the second year of the reign of King Darius the temple work came to an end. 
And then, after four long years, at the sixth year reign of King Darius, the temple work got completed. And verse 16 says, Then the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the descendants of the captivity celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. So eventually, the temple of God was built by the leadership of Zerubbabel. Now Zerubbabel was a man of God, chosen by God for this specific purpose. You know, we have been talking about the temple builders and here we see another temple builder by name Zerubbabel. He was chosen just for the purpose of rebuilding the temple of God. So now let's explore some of the characteristics, some of the specialities of this man of God. Because God was so favorable to this man. And God committed this building project of the temple of God in the hands of Zerubbabel. So let's find out what are some of the good characteristics of this man. You know, this man is introduced to us in the book of Ezra. As the children of God came from the land of exile into their own land, this man of God is introduced to us. You know, Zerubbabel was a descendant of King David. If you remember King David who purposed in his heart to build the temple for God and eventually Solomon built the temple of God. Now Zerubbabel came in the same Davidic line. His name is Zerubbabel. That means seed of Babylon or the one who was born in Babylon. The Zerubbabel means the one who is the seed of Babylon. So historians, they believe Zerubbabel was born probably at the time of exile. When the children of Israel were in, 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 in Babylon, he was born there. So certainly he grew up in Babylon and he even became a leader. And scripture says he was a governor of Judah. King Cyrus, he appointed Zerubbabel as a governor of Judah. He was a mighty man of God. There are three things we just want to highlight before we close. You know, God spoke to Zerubbabel on a number of occasions. As we read in most of the scriptures, the word of God came to Zerubbabel through the prophets. God sent his prophets to encourage Zerubbabel. So Zerubbabel was a man who receives the word of God. You know, God sent his word at times to direct him, to guide him in many different ways. And at times when he was so discouraged, God sent his word to encourage this man of God. You know, when the work of God had to begin, God sent the word as we read in Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. When the work of God was discontinued, God sent his word as we read in Ezra chapter 5. God had to strengthen this man through his word. Let's read one reference, Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. God is strengthening the man of God to continue the work of God. Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, verse 3 says, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory, and how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? And verse 4 says, Yet now 
be strong Zerubbabel. The word of the Lord coming upon Zerubbabel and God is asking him to be strong. Be strong Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. You know, look at the scripture. You know, I like the scripture because it is so personal to someone who needs encouragement at that time. Word of God came to Zerubbabel and it says, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, says the Lord. And be strong, all the people of the land, says the Lord. And word of God says, work, for I am with you, says the Lord. You know, when God's encouragement, when God's word came upon this man of God, he received the word of God. He received the word of God. You know, God called this temple builder and encouraged him through the prophets and made him to do the work of God. You know, even in our lives, when we live on this earth, we need encouragement most of the time. Have you not ever felt that encouragement coming to you in different ways? You know, most of the time when we read the scriptures, that some of the scriptures, they become so alive in our lives, and that's where we get the encouragement. Even sometimes, you know, God brings the word of God through somebody in our life, and he speaks. As Christabel was sharing her testimony today, she mentioned that God spoke to her through the scriptures. God, God helped her to hear the word, you know, in many different ways, and these scriptures encouraged her. You know, today God does that. He did that to Zerubbabel and he, when he does that today in our lives. He brings the word of God and he gives that encouragement. And what an encouragement Zerubbabel would have got when God spoke to him through the prophet saying, Be strong Zerubbabel, be strong and do the work of God just because I am with you. You know, today I believe we need that word from God. We need that word in our lives, in our personal life, in our, in our, in our social life, every area, in our work life, we need that word. Be strong because I am with you. Had he not sent an angel as this woman Hagar was crying out in this wilderness. Had he not sent an angel as Elijah folded himself down and he was crying to God, Lord, take my life. Had he not sent an angel. You know, our God is a God of encouragement. He encourages us when we go through difficulties in our lives. He sends somebody along the way. And he brings that great encouragement in our lives. We see that it's happening in the life of Zerubbabel. And this man of God, he received the word of God. Once he received the word of God, he was not keeping quiet. He was aggressively working for God. Zerubbabel was a man of God who responded to the word of God very effectively. Secondly, Zerubbabel was a mighty man of God. Scripture records that in another prophetical book, Zechariah. Let's turn to Zechariah chapter 4. Let's read a couple of scriptures there. The very next book, Zechariah chapter 4. Let's read 6 to 7. Let's read in fact 6 to 10 if you, are, if you can be with me. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Zechariah was another prophet who lived at the time of Zerubbabel along with Haggai. Well, here Zechariah 4 6 says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, 
but by my spirit. You know, we often use this scripture. But this scripture was specifically spoken to this man of God, Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7, who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with the shouts of grace and grace to it. Verse 8, moreover the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands also shall finish it. The word of God came to Zerubbabel and the word of God says, you laid the foundation for this temple and you will finish it no matter what mountain comes on your way. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Verse 10, for who has despised the day of small beginnings, small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel was the end of verse 10 says, They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. You know, as Zerubbabel started the work of God, we, we, as we know, opposition started building up. The enemies of Judah and Benjamin, they came on their way and they delayed the work of God, the building of the temple of God. It was the spirit of God who stirred up the spirits of the kings and prophets who would help eventually to build the temple of God. Now when the opposition came, as we know, the Persians, they withdrew their support. The work of God couldn't be continued. Now in spite of this opposition, this man of God, Zerubbabel, he, he was persistent. He was always available for God. Any moment the work of God can re-begin again. He was always waiting for the time to re-begin the work of God. This man was available every time. He never gave up. Now God's word came through the prophet Zechariah and God's word is speaking to Zerubbabel and it says not by might nor by power but by my spirit. But by my spirit. All the surrounding nations they were opposing for the building of the work of God. Don't we feel that even today there is an opposition for the work of God on this earth. Anything you try to do for God it's not easy to take a step in the, in the kingdom of God. There, may, there were nations standing against Zerubbabel, in front of Zerubbabel as mountain, as the scripture puts it. As a mountain, they were standing in front of Zerubbabel. They are so mighty mountains human, from the human point of view. Zerubbabel cannot do anything to move those mountains and to continue the work of God. You know, but God could do it by his spirit. God could do that by his spirit. The same God who stirred up the, king of the mind of the spirit of King Darius. The same God who stirred up the spirit of the prophets. The same God who stirred up the spirit of uh, Zerubbabel and Joshua and the children of Israel. Now the word of God says, the same spirit of God made King Darius to issue a decree against the opposing mountains. And scripture records, Darius issued a decree, decree saying that nobody should interfere in the work of God. You people who are opposing the work of God, you need to keep away. The moment he said that, the work of God has started. It was so huge in front of you, in front of the point of view of Zerubbabel. The mountain was so huge. But God spoke to him saying that, not by your strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, it will happen there. 
You know, if someone is at the hands of God, God can move things for us. If somebody is trusting God, as Psalm 56 verse 11 says, Psalm 56 verse 11, David says, In God I put my trust. And he says, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? You know, all that we need to do is we need to put our trust in God. Then we are not afraid of man. We are not afraid of anybody as we trust in God. A spirit-filled, a spirit-moved, a spirit-dependent man or woman of God will not hesitate to speak to the mountains that are standing in front of them. And here we see the way Zerubbabel is dealing with the mountains and God is enabling him to ask in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 7, verse 7 Who are you, O great mountains? Who are you, O great mountains? A faith-built man of God or woman of God will not hesitate to speak to the mountain and say, Be taken up and be thrown into the sea. And word of God says, Jesus said, It will happen. It will happen. Zerubbabel was standing in front of the mountains and God is asking him to speak to the mountains. Oh great mountains, who are you standing in front of me? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become plain. You shall become flat. Because Zerubbabel is a mighty man of God. You know, no obstacles can easily stop us from doing the work of God. No sickness, no loss, no pain, and no matter what discouragement we go through, you know, nobody can stop the work of God and on this earth. As long as we put our trust in God, as long as we depend on God Almighty. You know, what of God says, I, I remember the scriptures in Isaiah chapter 45, Isaiah chapter 45, verses 2 to 3. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45, let's read verses 2 and 3. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. You know, God Almighty says, I will walk before you. I will break in pieces the bronze gates and I will cut the bars of iron. For what? Verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. We are reading from Isaiah chapter 45 verses 2 and 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of the secret places. And God wants to give us his blessings. But before the blessings we see bronze gate. Before the blessings we see iron rods, iron bars. And God Almighty says... I will walk before you and make all the crooked paths straight and I will break the, break the bronze gate in pieces. And I will cut the bars of iron. And our God enables us to do the work of God. Our God enables us to live faithfully to our God. You know, one of the promises as we read in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 7, one of the promises which is given there Let's just mention it and go further. Let's uh, read Zechariah chapter 4 verse 7. At the end of chapter 4 verse 7 we read. <clears throat> and he shall bring forth the capstone with, the shou with shouts of grace, grace to it. 
God said, Who are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth, Zerubbabel shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace. The capstone refers to whom? I believe the capstone refers to Christ Jesus. Capstone and the cornerstone, they refer to Christ Jesus. Prophetically, Jesus is going to come in the line of Zerubbabel is clearly spoken out there. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. As the prophet of God, helping Zerubbabel to continue the work of God, he spoke into the current situation. He also spoke concerning the future. To the current situation, he said, look at the mountains. Who are those mountains standing in front of Zerubbabel? They will become flat. And immediately, the word of God came, continues, and he says, And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace and grace to it. Capstone is the top stone which holds things together. Today, Christ Jesus is the one who is holding our families together. Now, we are living in a time the families are falling apart. But who is Christ, Christ Jesus as a capstone? He's holding our families together. He's holding our children together. He's holding our church together. You know, without Christ, without that capstone, capstone, things cannot be held together. And Zerubbabel has been given the prophetical utterance that Christ Jesus is going to come in your line. Finally, Zerubbabel was given an eternal blessing. We read that in Haggai chapter 2. Verses 21 and 23. 21 to 23. Haggai chapter 2 verses 21 to 23. Now again the Spirit of God came upon the prophet Haggai. And he says in verse 21, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, Speak to, Jerusalem, uh, speak to Zerubbabel and tell him, This is what will happen eventually. I will shake heaven and the earth. I will overthrow the thrones of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdom. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. The horses and their riders shall come down. Everyone by the sword of his brother. And verse 23 says, In that day says the Lord of hosts, I will take you Zerubbabel my servant, the son of Shealtiel, says the Lord, and will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. The prophet spoke to Zerubbabel as the Lord of Spirit of God spoke to him. And he said, I will make you like a signet ring. I will make you like a signet ring for I have chosen you, says the Lord. What is signet ring? A signet ring is to designate authority or honor or ownership to somebody. A signet ring contains a specific emblem of the king that is unique to a king. And once, if the signet ring is used in an official document to put the seal, that means the document is approved by the king. Just want to remember, remind you about two instances in the word of God where such signet ring is used. If you remember, in 1st King there is a history, there is a story there in 1st King chapter 21, we will not go there. If you remember that story, the evil queen Jezebel, as King Ahab was trying to inherit the land, the vineyard of Naboth, since Naboth was hesitating to give that vineyard to King Ahab, he was so upset and he was just lying down. And Jezebel came and asked him, why are you so sad? 
And just and Ahab, King Ahab told to his wife Jezebel that Naboth is not giving me his vineyard. But Jezebel said, I will take care of it. And what Jezebel did as an evil queen, she took, she wrote letters in the name of the king Ahab to kill Naboth. And he, she used the signet ring of the king in those letters. That means the letters appears to be coming from King Ahab with the authority of King Ahab when the signet is used there. On another occasion in the life of Daniel, King Darius when he threw Daniel into the lion's den, scripture says in Daniel 6.17 a big stone was brought and laid at the mouth of the den. Daniel 6.17 and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. In Daniel 6.17 we read that. Now the governor of Judah is chosen for a unique purpose. Word of God says and will make you like a signet ring for I have chosen you. You know as God's signet ring Zerubbabel is given an authority and honor for the coming days. God is reminding him that you are coming in the line of David. The Davidic line and God is reviewing, renewing the covenant that he made with David and eventually Jesus Christ is going to come in the line of Zerubbabel. Scripture records as the scriptures, the gospels record the genealogy of Lord Jesus Christ, we see the name of Zerubbabel appearing there. Jesus came in the line of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel has a future significance. And as we close today, as the scripture says here, I will shake heaven and the earth again. I will overthrow the thrones of the kingdoms and I will destroy the strength of the Gentiles and I will overthrow the chariots and as God Almighty comes to this earth to establish his kingdom. And God reminded that to Zerubbabel and he told my son Jesus Christ is going to do that on that day. <clears throat> and Zerubbabel was given to a promise on that day saying that you belong to the eternity. You are going to remind, you are going to see those days when the kingdom of this earth will be overthrown. And as God Almighty comes to establish his kingdom. You know, that tells me today that we are not just made for the current, present. We are made for the future. As children of God, we are made for the future. You know, our importance is not known today. But our importance will be known one day when we live with the Lord. When we see him face to face. You know, one day we overcome this world. We overcome the burdens of this world. We overcome all these things that we are going through on this world. And one day we will be found in the presence of God. Because God has given us that signet ring. You know, scripture says, the word of God says, when we receive the spirit of God, the spirit of God is given to us as a seal. God's assurance, God being in our lives is assured in our lives as the spirit of God has given us an authority or a seal in our lives. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 12, God is promising to the churches that he will write his name in, on us. He will write his name, the name of God on our lives. You know, today... We may not realize that we are children of God at times, but then God has written his name on us. 
He has given us the honor and authority of being children of God. But today we need to realize that God has given that authority. Zerubbabel, the moment God said, he realized that authority and he spoke to those mountains and God made those mountains to disappear by the power of his spirit. And today God is telling that us that you are children of God. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And you need power to work, do the work of God. You need the power to overcome all the obstacles that comes on our way. You need the power to fight against the enemy that is working in our lives. The powers of principalities and darknesses, we need the strength of God. And God is giving us that signet ring. God is giving us that power. Zerubbabel was encouraged by the word of God as prophet spoke into his lives. Into his life. Zerubbabel was a man who was depending not on his own strength, but on the strength of God, but on the Spirit of God. Zerubbabel was a man whom God gave honor as God gave him the signet ring. And today God has honored us as he has attested, sealed as with his spirit. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.